0: Wow. Welcome to the last week of 2022. And this is the 35th episode of this podcast launched just in July. And here we are 35 episodes in, and I am looking forward to doing a lot more for you next year. So I decided to do a recap of my year for myself and to share as a blog post and as a podcast episode here. And so let me tell you, first of all, I've titled it Into the Unknown to live my story. And I'll tell you what the heck that's about. So 2021 was a major transitional year for me. And I wrapped up that year with the song Into the Unknown by Adina Menzel and Aurora that was from Disney's Frozen 2. That song was the anthem for me, the kind of the the end of 2021. Literally, like I would play it over and over for myself. And it carried me out of 2021 and into 2022. And I happen to have two favorite versions of that song. Adina Menzel does an amazing job. But I have a personal two favorites. One is by a group called T3. They competed on America's Got Talent last I I don't know if it was last year. I saw it last year when we had recorded on TiVo. Um so their audition, their first audition was a clip from the song and it's amazing. And I'll include basically I'm going to include a link to the blog for that's associated with this podcast episode. And in there I'll put all these links that I'm gonna mention so that it'll kind of all be one in one spot. So there's a link for that, the their audition. And then this performance, there's a performance that's on YouTube by Panic at the disco that did Into the Unknown and a video and and everything. And I absolutely love that rendition. My husband told me about it and it it is like phenomenal. His voice is amazing. So I stepped into the year, stepping into the unknown in many ways. And at some point I'll go back and tell you some of the things that happened in 2021, but um, for another time. So then 2022 shaped up and I, I really actually quickly got my bearings. And it didn't feel like the unknown as much anymore because I, I f- kind of found my way fairly early on. And another Disney song titled Live Your Story uh pretty much sums up my 2022. The person who wrote and sings that, I don't know how to say her name, Ali Cravalho, maybe? she sings about being an amazing creator and a relentless believer and basically this person who's ready to be set free or ready to set themselves free what's what's buried deep inside them because they're the only one who can who is like them we, we are all totally unique and and the uh the main chorus line is about you know dream see write and live your story. Well, that was just so perfect to describe my my year. I mean, it was a ton of creation, a ton of believing in what I was doing and believing in myself and believing in others, freeing myself in various ways, dreaming, seeing the possibilities and writing, a lot of writing or uh, talking, getting you know, getting the the thoughts and the feelings and the ideas out, and and my stories, and ultimately living my story. So I just thought that that was a great song to sort of sum up 2022 for me. And there's a link, um, like I mentioned in that I'll include to the blog, that then you can scroll down and you can see there's a link to listen to that if you want to, or you can read the lyrics as well. And then if I'm looking at years now, I've gotten into numerology this last couple of years. And my mentor with numerology is Felicia Bender. She's been on the show before, and I'll have her on again. She refers to herself as the practical numerologist. And she talks about how your personal year in numerology, basically, that determines the energy supporting you individually that year. And when I look back and have done kind of a outline of my years and events that happened it is like there's multiple serendipity uh serendipitous moments of how much the numbers line up with what was going on for me that year and also if i wasn't in the flow with how the numbers were then i noticed that as well like if i was kind of if i had understood this and kind of went with it and used that energy to my advantage it would have been a little bit smoother i think now that i look back and the way that i've working some of this into my life now and so 2022 was a 22 slash four personal year for me which as felicia says is a super demanding year, and you'll be drawn to get a special project implemented is kind of a way to sum it up. Well, yeah, 22 was all that and more. The four aspect in numerology for a personal year means it's about making a serious concerted effort toward longer range goals, setting up foundations and systems and structures not only to make my life easier but also looking at the future and making things better for the the coming years and it is about putting in this formidable work and you know a lot of I don't like the phrase hard work but that's what is commonly referred to in the four year and a lot of tenacity and a lot of endurance. And health also becomes a top priority because self-care becomes absolutely critical to avoid exhaustion because of all this effort. And this really did fit my year. It was very much about systems and structures and foundations. And for me, definitely making self-care a priority. I usually was able to do that, not always, yet I did a whole heck of a lot better than I ever have before, especially in a year that it was full of a lot of busy implementation and creation. And the 22 aspect brought in an extra kick of deep emotions and a big spiritual focus. And in other words, the way she says that is, is what i'm creating in alignment with my spiritual mission because you know if it is what i'm putting the foundations the systems and structures in place for in alignment with spiritual side of me and and the mission that i do feel i have now that i've, I've aligned myself with and and come to recognize and the short answer to that is yes absolutely so if you'd like to learn more about numerology Felicia has all kinds of free resources on her website, feliciabender.com, and there's also the episode that I did that was back in September, it dropped on September 7th on my birthday, I remember, that has a great overview of numerology, including uh, the life path and the personal year, and so it's a, it's a great one to listen to. That episode is episode number seventeen zero one seven. The structures and the systems and what I was putting in place was basically a new business model. So I entered 2022 while I was watching Sigrun's 12 Days of Masterclasses that she runs annually from December 25th to January 5th. And Sigrun, I've had on the podcast as well. Um, in fact, I think she was just on the very last episode, no, two episodes ago. I think it was episode 33. Thirty, yeah, thirty-three, and she has been my business coach this year. So her master classes, and it is running now. If you're listening to this when this when it goes live, is so if you're interested at all in learning more about what online business is like these days and um, how to set up or grow or switch over your business to be this, an, an online business, then check out her free masterclasses. And um, that link I'll have in the blog as well. So I was thoroughly impressed when I was listening to these a year ago and that carried over into the early 2022 by Sigrin. And I knew she'd be a great mentor to teach me how to utilize my skills as a coach inside a different type of business model, a very scalable online focused model that would really suit my lifestyle goals as well as allow me to help more people. So I enrolled in her signature program called Samba Kickstart. Samba stands for Sigrun's Online MBA. That was the first 10 week course I took from Sigrun where I developed and launched the pilot round of my Busy to Balance program and even came up with that name, the whole thing. 82 people from four countries signed up to join my pilot. It was really exciting. It was so much fun. Um, It was such an honor to hold the space for all of these people. And you may have been one of them if you're listening to this. As They learned more about themselves and really started shifting their lives so that they could find time for more of the things that they really wanted to be doing, you know, really shift their life. Because when I did um, a survey, I mean, I had some ideas of a program I wanted to put together and pull together all of my um, trainings and from different Uh, background in fearless living and positive intelligence, especially, and then some other things, but pull it together and wrap it up that was really focused on helping high achievers that are doing, feeling like they're doing too much and too much of the things that they don't necessarily want to be doing, feeling off balance and feeling super busy and just on the hamster wheel to Find what balance means in their life for them, and feel more balanced. Again, whatever that means for them. and there's there's ways that I have in my program to help them do this. And so I initially, though, did a survey to confirm and kind of get a gauge onto some of my ideas and some things. And boy, the um the the words over and over, that were along the lines of hamster on the wheel, just doing all the things, busy, 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 and wanting health to become a priority for that year and wanting to just, uh, health came up over and over and over. Uh, Busy, 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 too busy, too busy, Uh, a work-life balance, work-life balance, work-life balance, wanting more balance. I mean, those were repeated answers over and over. So I knew I was on to something with putting together this program. And also, this has been a focus of my life over the last 10 years, and something that I still work on. I've improved tremendously, and so I know I can help others. And yet, it's an ongoing practice for me as well. So I got into that program, the pilot round, and that was also the time when Russia's war on Ukraine started and not only did I have participants who lived in neighboring European countries in the program some of my course mates inside of the kickstart program that I was taking that was kind of guiding me along the creation process on the other side of this to help we were all basically either doing pilot rounds or uh improved rounds of different programs people already had or different things. But so some of those course mates also had family members in Ukraine and Russia. So connecting with this global community about their fears and what was going on was really eye-opening. And it brought a whole new perspective to the war news for me. It also brought back memories of when I was a little girl and my brother was fighting on the front lines of the first Gulf War. And so when I learned that Sigrun was creating a web page with all kinds of resources to support people in that challenging time, uh, especially people in Europe, but people all over the world that were affected by the war and having anxiety because of it and trying to go on with their daily lives and their daily obligations and responsibilities, while being really worried, you know, and and trying to figure out how to soothe their system and and focus on what was at hand in their life. I jumped at the opportunity to contribute. And I created a five minute video with tips on dealing with anxiety that were connected to the war. So that was a really um, profound opportunity for me to help in that time, especially considering the connections that I had, new connections with people living in Europe. Then uh, my program came to a a close, that pilot round. I got phenomenal testimonials, and it was a really wonderful experience. And after that concluded, I decided to enroll in a few other programs Sigrun continued you know, had continued to offer us to, to move along and learn different other types of things in the space of online business these days. And so something called Sales Every Day and Launch and Sell, two more 10-week courses that I did. So there were 30 weeks in total that I was a student of Sigrin's courses this year. And now I'm in her Samba membership, so I can continue to learn from her through Monthly master classes she does and hot seat calls where you get an opportunity to ask her questions and things. And what I love about Sigrin is she gives her students a very loving kick in the pants. I would say um, she she does admit to having a little tough love you know, to get our online businesses either set up or growing, switched over to online, whatever they need to be. But you know, and and growing rapidly. And I had forgotten how much I enjoy and thrive while being a student. After 20 over 20 years as an entrepreneur, where I learned a lot on my own, I loved the change of having Sigrun's structure of guidance, support, and actionable steps to develop core pieces of a business in today's online world. And I got a lot of practice in a a key phrase that her and her team have of trust the process. So it was really a great, great uh, time for me to be a student this year, really, really fun. And then early in the year, I'd also designed and launched my new website. I set up a new Instagram profile, a new Facebook business page, a new uh, Pinterest account, and a new YouTube channel and then i also updated my linkedin profile so my social media presence like changed and and and, and became a, a thing I, I guess and then in the fall i hosted a live round of my updated busy to balance course as a 6 week program and i started hosting monthly master classes to provide ongoing support to my busy to broke balanced program members. And that the feedback that I'm getting makes me so happy. Because it's really clear to me that my work is positively impacting and influencing people's lives. And that is, that is the goal. I mean, that's what I'm wanting to do with this. So that has been so satisfying just truly gratifying. And as you know, because you're listening to this, I now have a podcast. So it was in the fall of 2021 when I started feeling a strong pull to create a podcast. And that vision was finally fulfilled uh, July 5th of this year, when I officially launched this podcast. And I documented my podcast creation journey in a blog post, I sent out weekly emails about it to my list. And then I put all that together in a blog post. Uh, and so inside this year in review blog post, there's a, a link you can scroll down if you want to check out that one. Or you can just go to blog and, and search for a podcast if you want to read about that. And I covered, I went over, you know, getting set up, literally equipment deciding to hire an agency and the research I did for what kind of podcast I wanted to have and all the things coming up with the titles and the cover art, the intro and the outro and recording the initial episodes and the feelings that came up along the way. Totally inner critic came up. A lot of self-doubt, fear, all the stuff. And then Planning the launch, everything that went into that, and then going live, and the whole creation journey turned out to be, ironically, about nine months long. And for me, it really was kind of like giving birth. I mean, not that I've ever given birth, but uh, it, it, I think it's a fair kind of analogy, you know, when people say it was, you know, when they birthed a product, birthed a company, birthed something, this podcast was really like a baby to me in, in that sense. And it was really fun uh, to have this special group to a bunch of people uh, decided to join a WhatsApp group that I did, a private group. And were there to support me in the launch. And it quickly hit the charts. I hit the charts in four countries. And on the first day, it actually hit the top 40 in US entrepreneurship and the top 200 in US business on Apple. So that was so cool. And my podcast consultant told me that it is extremely hard to hit those charts without already having a huge following. She said, I, she, she sent me a message telling me she could not stress enough how hard that was to do and that I should be really excited. So I, I definitely was. I mean, it was thrilling. And what I'm most proud about is that I listened to the whisper inside me telling me to start the podcast in the first place. It required a lot of effort, absolutely, yet it cr- was created um, through me, with ease, because it felt so right. I loved designing it, I loved launching it, and I loved recording it. I still love recording the weekly episodes, yet the best part is hearing from you, from my audience through the reviews, the DMs and the emails I receive, sharing how much it's helping you. That is the best part. So if, a little reminder here, if this has been supporting you, please share it with someone. Because, you know, year end, beginning of a new year, this is an ideal time when people are really looking at their lives and, and wanting to make some changes and wanting to make things better. And maybe this podcast can help them. Maybe some of the episodes I've already recorded can help them. And maybe if they become a regular listener, I'll be able to be a guide for them every week. In this podcast, I knew from the get go that it must include me being very vulnerable, sharing the raw truth from my own life. Because it's through people sharing their own stories that I find we learn the most. Plus, it makes my mentors more relatable so I thought well I want to model that you know for you too if if my mentors are more relatable that way then if you're listening to me I want to be relatable and I want to be authentic and I want to be vulnerable and I don't want to have a lot of fluff and I want to get to the real details so that is been a mission of mine and I In prior episodes, I shared the details of my family's hot air balloon accident that paralyzed my dad and was the catalyst for my mom becoming an alcoholic. I shared the details of the aftermath of that, what it meant for me, too, in becoming a workaholic. And just last week, I shared about the pivotal year of 2012 when my mom attempted suicide. And... After finally accepting that I couldn't save her, I stepped onto a path of healing myself. So I know I've shared some heavy stuff for sure, but I've also shared some of the lighter times, like mom's journal about my birthday, including funny stories of my birth and the fact that Dr. Strange, seriously, a a doctor named Dr. Strange is the person who delivered me. (laughs) I shared some of my own journal entries, including the time I went skydiving just one year after the accident on a date in college with Dawn and I had so much fun sharing life lessons from drawing and painting plus some photos of my art that I have on my blog as well as um, lessons from my time as a dancer and some photos of me dancing as a kid and like I mentioned all if you go to the blog that's connected with this episode uh, I'll have the link to that in the show notes and then you can jump to any of these if you want to listen to them as well if you haven't already so that's a little summary of, you know, the podcast journey for me this year. And in the middle of th- that time, right around, you know, since I lost launched that in June, July, so a couple months into that, I found out about a inspirational speaking competition. And again, I followed a whisper inside an internal nudge that one day really prompted me to take action on something. And it was to enter this competition. And what I saw was that large, bold word impact. That was the theme. And a prior episode, I shared called called um, redefining winning, I shared why I entered, and all these wonderful things that came out of it, and and the the actual process of creating the speech, revising, rehearsing it, uh, since it's a personal story, my family story, sharing that and rehearsing it in front of my dad on the phone, super, I mean, it, seriously connecting us in a deeper way, really emotional times, really cathartic. And then in another episode titled Bracing for Impact, I shared my actual speech. And just about that whole journey, it, it was really a great experience. And I'm really happy I did it. And then if we look back over 2022, in regards to friends and family, Don, Heidi, and I visited, Heidi's my dog, <laughs> visited our friends, Paul and Laura in Leavenworth, Washington during the winter at the beginning of 2022. And again, midsummer. And those trips were all about connecting with friends that we go back oh uh we go back with Paul to college um in the 90s and we met Laura soon after graduation is when when Paul connected with her and so we've been friends a long time and it was about connecting and total relaxing having fun eating fabulous food they are both great cooks and I am more than happy to volunteer for cleanup crew, which uh, they appreciate because that's not their favorite thing. But yet they love to cook, which is not my favorite thing. So it's a really great combo. (laughs) And then when we were there for the winter, uh, Laura and their son and I, we went skiing those that was the first time I'd gone skiing in over 10 years. There, that was amazing. I have a whole episode I did about that called um, Much Too Young to Feel This Old, I think is the title of that podcast episode, and how I got healthy to be able to do that. that was a big deal. Um, we also played ping pong and other games together. It was a super fun time. Uh, Listen to Paul riff on his guitars. And I got to pretend I was a rock star for a few minutes when Paul kindly let me hold and pluck a few strings on one of his prized guitars. They're just gorgeous. And there's a picture of me um, rocking out uh, on the link I'll share if you want to check that out and we're all bundled up because the ping pong tables in the garage and it was cold there in the winter. So if you're wondering what, what's going on, why we're, why I'm wearing a hat and gloves and (laughs) playing ping pong, that's what was going on. So that was super fun. And like I said, we went back in the summer and, uh, just really great to have friends like these just so much, so much laughter, just chill, And everybody's comfortable with uh, everybody being however they want to be, you know, take a nap, um, eat, get up early, stay up late, whatever. It just, it all is so much fun with them. And then also this year, I got to reconnect with a local girlfriend, Stacy, after 15 years, although we've lived within minutes of each other. All that time, and, and we knew that, it's not like we didn't know that, but our lives just took us on different journeys for that time. And when we first got together this spring, we had about three hours together in our first visit. It was barely enough time to catch each other up. It was like 15-year-long highlight reels that we got to go through for each of us and tell each other the the key points of the last 15 years. It's it's a, it's a lot of time. And since she was uh, previously a professional speaker, during that 15-year time, I came to learn, uh, and as well as being an exceptional writer, she helped me prepare my speech for the final round of that competition, and um, it was really cool. She was out of the country for a while, uh, came back, re- and we. Um, she let me know she was back in town, and I had entered the competition while she was gone and done a first round. And then she came back and, and offered to come over and help me with the final round and prepping it and rehearsing and the whole thing. And it was a really fun experience. So I really love when these – it's one thing to to do something that you really want to do, but it's another thing to have fun – getting support with it from somebody you really enjoy so that's what I found through everything that I did this year with whether it be mentors and coaches that I worked with or um, friends and that became mentors to me in other ways I absolutely love that kind of collaboration and support so that was really special and Something else that is really special for me with um, with friends is something that I've done for a few few years now is that I get two season tickets to the Broadway shows in San Francisco, and I take a friend to each of the shows with me. I saw Hadestown Town with Trisha, who was my first boss out of college and an incredible mentor for me, um, and I've stayed in touch with her all these years. I saw The Prom and Beetlejuice with Christina, who worked for me for 10 years in my prior business. And I was Christina's first boss out of college. So I was to Christina, what Trisha was to me, which was really cool. And the the show I happened to see with Trisha, Hadestown, Town, inspired me to do a podcast episode titled When Doubt Comes In. So if you want to check that out, it was really cool because the story of Hades Town that they did on Broadway conveys really powerful messages as it intertwines a Greek myth with um two Greek myths basically together and it was really well done great messages that inspired a whole podcast episode and then um, a couple other shows I saw, Moulin Rouge and Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. I saw those with Caroline, my friend, and book. she's also my bookkeeper for 10 years, and she's a dear friend. And I saw Frozen with Nancy, a friend of 19 years, and ironically, my prior bookkeeper um, who's since retired. And I saw Oklahoma with Carol, a friend of 17 years who I met through the orthodontic industry and just all these wonderful friendships so many years it's so special to have those kinds of relationships with people and they know me different parts of my life and different times and and from different avenues and i really treasure each one of them there's a few others too that normally go with me but weren't able to go this year for various reasons. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting with them and going to shows next year too. For this year, I must say, I think my favorite Broadway show this year was Moulin Rouge. And I, it is it phenomenal. And I was trying to figure out how to put in words how well done it was. And I happened across this review that I want to read to you because I think it says it all. I, I really don't think I can say this any better. So this, Um, Person, Erin Strecker, wrote this review on Mashable in July of 2019, and the title of it is Moulin Rouge on Broadway is One Hell of a Fun Spectacle. And she wrote, this is the best of what a jukebox jukebox musical, let me try that again, this is the best of what a jukebox musical can be, a thrilling burst of color and chorus and nostalgia and bold reimagining. There are a whopping 70 songs. I didn't even realize there were that many in there. You know and love in the show, some full numbers, some just snippets. Happily, the songs have been updated to include the present, which means modern hits such as Shut Up and Dance sit nicely along classics like Elton John's Your Song. The tunes feel like they're coming a mile a minute, but rather than causing confusion, At the performance I attended, there were gasps of recognition and excited applause breaks of delight at all the various medleys and mashups unfolded. And I have to agree with Aaron. My, the performance I attended to, this could have been about that one. It was phenomenal. And the, uh, calling it a jukebox musical is perfect. Thrilling burst of color and chorus nostalgia. Oh my God. Yes. It, It was amazing. I went expecting a great show. I went expecting Moulin Rouge typical songs I know. I did not realize because I don't do, I really don't do research before I go to these shows because I like to just go and be surprised by them. Some of them I know and some of them I don't. Um, But this one caught me off guard because I was expecting Moulin Rouge music and some variation on like the movie and things like that. But they really did reimagine it. It was with, like she said, 70 songs. It, and that sounds like a lot, but it was so well done. S- brilliantly done. Brilliantly done. And there's also a fun memory connected with this. When I was about, oh, let me see. The, uh, the, I don't know if I was 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. I went to Europe with my parents and um, we went to the Moulin Rouge, like the real place. So that was a wonderful memory that I have and really fun to watch this musical and know that I've been to the, the place it's, it's named after my. So that was my favorite show this year. My least favorite show this year was the revival of Oklahoma. I don't think I've ever said that I absolutely did not like a Broadway show until now. But I'm I'm sorry to say that this new version of Oklahoma really I I hate to say this, but this is true. It in my opinion, it really was awful. And everyone on the elevator in our parking garage had completely stunned looks on their faces. And I remember we were all just so stunned as we were just just kind of in shock, leaving the theater, and someone in the elevator finally broke the silence. Um, well, I mean, once we got in into the elevator, and said how horrible it was, and you could just sense all of us just feeling some relief, knowing that everybody else thought the same thing because we were like, "What did we just see?" And and was what was that? Um, I'll just sum it up by saying that I personally suggest you pass on this one. That's my personal opinion. Fortunately. The girlfriend I saw this with Carol. She and I are great at finding the silver lining and everything. So we have found that we've it does ha- make us laugh when we think about it. Because and we'll send each other little text messages about it because it was so bizarre. Again, in our opinions. But anyway, that was a strange, strange one for me. I I've I I just I, I like I still to get tongue-tied I don't quite even know how to describe what they did there and um, I appreciate the effort that was put in I appreciate the actors and singers and musicians and the crew and all of that so I appreciate that it was a great time to go see be with my friend yet oh wow it was a doozy so these shows for me You know, the really the best part is that I get to make these memories while they're they're like full, fun-filled days I spend with girlfriends and they're scheduled months in advance. So I get to look forward to these dates throughout the year. And that's really a key for me. This is something that's become so important for me and keeps my social life happening. My connection with these people that are so special to me because we schedule it out and it's really become a fabulous way to connect throughout the year for me with these wonderful women and I go to the midweek matinees because I don't want to cut into my weekend time with Dawn and we always go to a fun restaurant before the show for lunch and there's lots of time that we get to chat in the car um Most of these friends live in the same area as me, so we have about an hour drive into the city and back, um, an hour drive there and an hour drive back. And so we get lots of time to chit chat. And interestingly enough too, all of these girlfriends that are local, it turns out that um, nearly all of them started out as professional relationships that evolved into these really special long-lasting friendships. And that is something I'm really proud of, that I was able to find these women. And, you know, just because professional lives changed between any of us over time, we stayed friends for years. And I love that. So there's some pictures of us that I'll put in this main blog post, if you want to check it out, too. Of uh, I didn't some of them we we forgot to take photos, but there's a few that we we did remember to take photos out in front of the, um, what do they call that? The marquee, out in the front of the the theaters, and so that that was definitely highlights of my year. And if I th- look at, at other family and friend moments. In the spring, Don and I visited Faloli Historic Garden with my mother-in-law, Anne. And Don and I have been married 24 years and together 27 years. So Anne has been a special part of my life for nearly three decades. And she really treats me as if I was her own daughter. And I, I love her dearly. So that was a really fun time to go visit those gardens in the, in the spring and to be with her and um, then for Don and my I mentioned 24 years together well for our 24th wedding anniversary this summer Don Heidi and I went to Sea Ranch on the California coast a uh, little road trip out there and we stayed there for uh, over a long weekend and I realized I've now been married over half my life I thought, wow, that is really remarkable. I think this is the year that that it crosses over half my life. Um, Don is super loving, super thoughtful, super witty. He makes me laugh every day. And he also makes sure that I take time out for fresh air and sunshine and sunsets. He's really great about uh, encouraging I take breaks and he's he's so good for me and I, I love him very much and so you can see a few pictures of us um, if you go to that link and then on other family trips Heidi and I went to visit my dad a few times in Washington state and our most recent trip was just a few weeks ago so we got to see some fresh snow because um, i Uh, my hometown is in southeastern Washington. People think Washington is, if, if you haven't been there, they tend to think that it's all like Seattle. It's not. I grew up in the desert. Southeastern Washington is desert. So we get snow and it is flat and it's very different than the other side of the state. So there was some snow this time when we were there and it was really pretty to watch and neat to watch the icicles form on the side of the house too and Heidi wanted to go out all the time to I thought it was cold but she um she wanted to go out and just sniff it constantly and sniff and check out the snow and and um and the all the new scents you know that are since we were out of town and then we have an annual tradition of attending the Nutcracker performance that's put on by the Mid-Columbia Ballet, directed by my childhood ballet teacher, Deborah Pierce-Rogo. And it's put on in the auditorium of my high school. And this is the Nutcracker that I was in three years when I was younger, junior high and high school age. So it's really special to, to go there. They remodeled my high school About a year and a half ago, or the auditorium, so it's it's really nice. They they redid that the Nutcracker. They got some new sets this year. Every year, Deborah switches it up in some way some new costumes or new sets or new something, and it's so much fun. We've had this be a tradition ever since my mom passed away that we go to see this, and I really look forward to it so much. And some of my friends that are local will join us. So Amy, childhood friend of 34 years that we met when we when I was about 13, joined us with two of her daughters. That was really neat. Um, and then I got to visit with some other friends when I was in town. Julie, friend of 29 years, I think, I met her just after high school. Um, when I came home from college, I met her. And she was my maid of honor in my wedding 24 years ago. And then, um, and we had a ball. We even, we we can have fun going to the grocery store together. So that's what we ended up doing. And, um, and then Stephanie, a friend of over 35 years, I think, uh, got to see her too when I was there. So there's these... Really special people that I always, uh, as long as they're in town, we always hook up to connect when I'm visiting my dad. And dad and I ate lots of yummy food. I always enjoy eating some food when I'm with him that I don't normally eat at home. And so that's always fun, right? And then we watched a bunch of great movies, old movies, new movies, and including the second time that I watched Maverick, which, by the way, was my favorite movie of the year. And I have a fun story I share about the first time I saw the trailer to that movie in a recent podcast episode I just did called Find the Magic in the Moments. So if you wanna check that out. And spending time with my dad is really meaningful. And it's meant so much to me to have him around and watching and interested in this, as I've been in this entering this new chapter of my life, launching my podcast, really sharing our story and my experiences in a bigger way than I ever have before, people have asked me if he listens to my podcast, and the answer is yes, absolutely. And he often sends me special text messages after listening to a new episode, and um, and they're pretty funny. Uh, I think. Well, a few times there's been some that are like, who are you? (laughs) Like, where did you come from? Because um, I'm just showing a side of myself that I've kind of kept um, kept at bay, I think, for a a long time. So it's been really fun to to share this journey with him. Love you, Dad. I know you're listening at some point here to this one, too. So you can see, and you can see a picture of him from my recent trip, him and Amy and I, uh, on the link that I'll I'll share to the blog post that's connected to this. And then, what else about this year? I th- I think we should I should definitely talk about um, overall health and well being. The I mentioned earlier this being in numerology a twenty two slash four personal year, and that really like I mentioned, was a lot of effort and needed tenacity and endurance and at the same time needing to make self-care a priority because when you're putting a lot of effort and time and work into new stuff, it can be easy to overdo it, overwork and burn out. And that historically had been a trend for me, of course, because I've, I've shared that with my, my journey um, in prior years. And I'll be honest, there were a few times this year when I walked the line of doing too much at once. My body and a few back spasms reigned me in a, at those times and led me to consciously choose again. Choose again, recommit again, to lighten my load, to take naps, to ask for help, to get some massages, to delay some things, and in some cases, to consider simpler options for various things. So for instance, in setting up new systems for this online business, learning, okay, there's different ways to do things. A lot of people do X. Give that a try. Did it work for me? No. Okay, let's try Why Did that work for me? Yeah, that feels better. It, better for my lifestyle, my nervous system, less stressful, just fits me better. You know, just a lot of that kind of um, giving things a try and, and seeing how it works for me and what feels like it will help me be more balanced and stay in a lane that keeps me feeling more centered and grounded and more at peace, more peace of mind. I don't just teach how to go from busy to balanced. I live and practice that daily in my own life. And I did that very much this year. Uh, I would, you know, feel a little, little off. And then I'd, I'd course correct and, and, and shift and find alignment again, and what I felt more balanced with. And like I said, doing all those things, the naps, the change, uh, renegotiating with myself a lot of the time. I mean, it wasn't even that I had to renegotiate with other people so much. It was renegotiating with myself for all the things that I wanted to do and was trying to do. Um, and physical fitness. That was a huge priority for this year. This is the first year that the entire year that was a priority for me in many years because it was kind of middle of 2021 when I made it a priority in my life. And I continued that all through this year. I worked out in our home gym an average of five days a week with my husband, Don. And I mentioned in that Prior episode, um, much too young to feel this old, that I went skiing in February for the first time in 10 years. That was a personal highlight of the year because it was only a few years ago that I'd almost given up on that dream. And that would have been so sad. I would have regretted it so much because skiing had been a lifelong love of mine. I learned when I was like, I don't know, like four or five years old, or really young. And, um, I was and I loved it when I went again in February. And I just recently this last month or so I got new ski boots because that was something I learned is that I realized that my ski boots were not fitting me well um, that time I went up in February that I needed to um, get properly fitted. I am so excited. My feet and shins are going to be so happy now to hit the slopes because i got new boots that fit me really well found a guy locally who is an amazing boot fitter and if you don't ski you you may not understand what that means but if you do ski you do know how important it is to have boots that fit you well because if it's just it's it is the most important piece of your ski equipment for sure. Um, so I, uh, I'll have, I have pictures of that day in February, um, in this post and the jacket that I'm wearing was from the late, like late eighties, uh, that was my dad's and I had tailored to fit me. So that's pretty fun. Um, and I, like I said, I'm so excited to go up. I haven't gone up yet this year, but I'm, I'm going too soon. And then, something else I'm gonna put in that post is um, some fun stats, so there's gonna be you know random numbers if you want to check them out. You know, I went uh, setting up these new social media profiles and going from zero followers to you know a hundred and something on Instagram and Facebook couple hundred and just you know all these things that that were a lot of new ways to show up online for me this year. So I thought it'd be fun to track these kinds of numbers each year and just just for fun and for myself and for anybody who wants to follow in this different aspects of my life and journey along with me. And so a lot of those stats are in there. One of them that I I just figured out too was the number of software programs I learned and set up for my business this year. 33. 33 new programs that I learned and set up for my business. I mean, that may sound bizarre if you aren't in the online space. But if you are, you'd understand. I mean, you got PayPal and Stripe, two different payment methods that you ideally have set up in order to connect to um, your main software. So that's like, you know, those two already, then your main software, that's three, I mean, it just, um, the list goes on, it is remarkable how many things, once you add it all together, I mean, my calendar, scheduling software, Calendly, the, I I can't even think of them all right now, but I counted, and putting together the, the post data, and it was 33, I was stunned, um, there's already like almost 10 or more others that I already knew how to use that I did not count that are part of my, you know, everything that I do. Like the Adobe suite, I already knew and I use that myself. Um, and some others, but 33 that were new. This was just astonishing to me. And then, um, I Oh, and another fun stat I put in there was my personal best for pull-ups in the gym is four with an elastic assist band. And um, there's a little link to the video showing that, that I posted on social media too, if you want to check it out, because it's my video proof. I'm hoping for five or maybe six next year. We'll see. And overall, I will tell you, I took a lot of risks. I had huge personal growth off the charts. And I am so thrilled that I've taken my business in the direction I have. I'm so happy I started this podcast. And if you are getting anything out of it, and you haven't yet uh, done the um, uh, rating and review, I would mean so much to me if you did, because that helps it be seen by others, the algorithm of the podcast software cares about that stuff. So if it's really supporting you, please, please, please uh, do a rating and review and share it with a friend. And I'm going to close up by sharing uh, a a couple fun things for my forecast for 2023. So I picked the word of the year for myself. My word of the year for 2023 is delight. I just love that word. It's really popped out at me lately. So I decided to choose that as my word of the year to focus on. And my intention of the year in Fearless Living, we talk about intention statements. And this for me is is so much more effective for me and my clients, so much more effective than New Year's resolutions. So my intention for the year is I am willing to practice discovering more of what delights me. does that sound nice? Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And for numerology, Next year is going to be a five personal year for me. It is a seven year globally, which I'll have, uh, maybe I'll have Felicia on sometime and talk about that. But for me, it's a five. So the underlying energy for my year is going to have fun, freedom, change, and facing my fears. So, okay, here here comes my five personal year in this nine year cycle. Uh, That's how they go for each of us if you're want to check numerology out. And i uh, continue with my podcast and my email newsletters. And I um, travel, I'll go see my dad, uh, local ski trips for sure, to the Tahoe area. And then I'm really hoping to do a ski trip out of state. And um, maybe late 2023, the next ski season, and some vacation somewhere. I don't know where for Don and I and maybe take Heidi along, whether we'll do a drive or what, I don't know what we'll do, but um, we'll do something. And then my, I decided on a theme song for this coming year. I found this song by Jason Mraz called Living in the Moment. And if you want to go check it out, I'll have the link to it. You can listen to it or read the lyrics in the blog post that I'll link it to. It's really beautiful and I, I mean, the message is about living in the moment. And I am committed to I, I mean, I'm doing that more and more and more. This year, I definitely did. um, And next year, I think with all of the things I've got in place, it's going to be about me practicing living in the moment even more and helping others to do that themselves, you know, of course. And I will do that through my programs, through this podcast, through my coaching, and I'm really looking forward to every minute. Very, very excited for 2023. And my closing quote for today is by an unknown source. Every year you make a resolution to change yourself. This year, make a resolution to be yourself. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherise Your Life, and my website is CherisYourlife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a ch. Special thanks to my dear friend Paul Soilgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast.